Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. Hi, Shannon. Hi, and happy holidays to you, too. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> later on in this episode, everybody. <laughs> later on in this episode, we're going to be talking about our artistic process part two. And if you're like, part two, go listen to last week's episode. Uh, These were listener questions brought to us by our Misfit Stars community. And we we started them last week and then we got long-winded. So we had to like stop some of those questions and then resume this week. Yeah, it's great. It gave us a thing to talk about without us having to think about it, which sometimes (laughs) is a challenge, especially like when we're tired and our tanks aren't very full. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it can be really hard contemplating the podcast. Like, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about? And today we just knew, which was like a holiday gift from us. It was a gift. To us. Thank you. No, from our listeners to us. Yeah, but us being long-winded last week was a gift we gave ourselves this week. I get it. I get you. I feel you. So uh, Misfit Stars is a community, people. Uh, It's a supportive, supportive community. Yeah. And uh, what that means is that you can support Shannon and me via recurring small dollar monthly contributions to help sustain the work that we do in the world. This podcast being just one part of that. We also mentor other artists, uh, work and act in supportive ways and capacities for other artists who need our help. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do stuff in the world in an effort to make the world a slightly better place than we found it. And also, uh, we're, we're organizing this community. This is um, yeah. this this has become so much more than a podcast and so much more even just than the mentoring work that, that we do for other artists. Like, yeah. it is about the people who are in this supportive community uh, getting to know each other and and becoming supportive of one another. It's amazing. There's literally <laughs> you know? like this little sub-support group happening in our Misfit Stars private Facebook group there right is? now for people with toxic relationships with their parents. Oh, It's I, like an accountability group. It's like got four people in it and they're keeping each other whoa. accountable for like not like breaking their boundaries and letting the toxic people in their lives like trample over their boundaries. Whoa. That's awesome. Oh, it's great. It's the best thing. How do I sign up? (laughs) Right? Oh my gosh. It's in our group. (laughs) I love it. Just go. That's amazing. People, uh, we want you in our Misfit Stars inner circle in our private community. Please join us. Misfitstars.com slash join. It's a way for you to get some really amazing community in your life on an Mm. ongoing basis. And also, frankly, it's a way for you to help us continue to survive through this wild time. Uh, You know, we didn't tour this year. We're not going to be able to tour again next year. That's what uh, we're realizing. Quickly. I'm not willing to say that was like absolute certainty. I'm willing to say. <laughs> you said it to me over the kitchen I, table yesterday. It's, it's looking <laughs> like that's not likely. Okay, that's fair. I, because here's the thing. I, I'm not ever going to like start like deciding that I understand, that I know what the future holds. True. You know what I mean? Like I, this is an act of humility. <laughs> to True. Be like, I, it doesn't look like that's going to be possible, but you know, I'm open to surprises. That said, all the epidemiologists whom we trust seem to have a pretty consensus view that there's not an infrastructure in place currently in the United States that would allow enough people to be vaccinated by the summer for touring to be a safe proposition. Probably. That, and that's why my, my, my statement of like, looks like that's not happening. Yeah. But also, I just have to, the, like 2020 is reaffirming the, no, the notion for me that like, you just have to stay humble in the face of an uncertain situation. Sure. Or really any situation. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Because like, as bad as you think it could be, it's for <laughs> sure going to be a lot worse. Well, So we're thinking <laughs> we'll get back to touring in 2022. It may be 2023. We don't know. You know, like, okay, you're, you're, I understand you're like, as bad as you think it could be, it could be a lot worse. But also, yeah. as bad as you think it could be, it could be a lot better. And like, that's could the other be. side of that coin. Like, that's, could be. That is, Miracles can that's happen. That's where I am. I am approaching the future with an open hand. I like that. Okay. It's a holiday miracles perspective on 2021, <laughs> and I'm here for it. 
<laughs> so uh, that's it, people. Uh, Misfitstars.com slash join. Thank you. Yes. So uh, do you have any announcements, Shannon? Announcements, announcements, announcements. Oh, that was a good version Thank of the song. You. It was chipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the first one, actually. Okay, you do it. People, we're taking a break. Oh, my gosh. The Misfit Stars podcast is actually taking a holiday break. We're doing it. And you know what? Frankly, we meant to take this week off, but we screwed up. We did. We, we should have announced last week forgot. that we were taking a break, but that we forgot because yeah. we were just like in go mode. And so... We're taking two weeks off. Yeah. So uh, this episode is coming out December 23rd. We are taking December 30th off. We're also taking January 6th off. Wow. The next episode will be January 13th. We'll miss you. We will miss you so much. Also, you don't have to miss us because we're just going to be, because we're not doing the podcast, we'll just have that much more time. And also we're not working. We're actually taking a little bit of personal time. Yeah. So we're going to be spending a lot more time in the Misfit Stars private Facebook group. We will be as accessible to you as you need. Absolutely. So stars, you've already, you know, you know where we are. You know how to be in touch with us and and how to hang out with us. We can hang out with you. It's going to be great. Uh, And People, if, if, if you're listening and you're not yet in our Misfit Stars community, you want to get to spend more time with me and Shannon in that way, again, misfitstars.com slash join. There you go. Give yourself the gift of us for Christmas. <laughs> well, and also if you are new-ish to listening to the podcast, we have like two years of podcasts available for you to listen to. Go find a title There's, that sounds amusing and jump in. We've got seasons one and two from, you know, like in the bank. Just yeah. go, go for it. Seriously, we have like... Over a hundred podcast episodes just sitting out there on the internet for yeah. you to listen to for there you free. Go. If you need, if you need I, to listen to our voices, there I you would go. suggest binging it, but that's too much stuff to binge. It's like a hundred hours. <laughs> it would be irresponsible. Yeah. I would not suggest that. No, you know there was a a, a mem- someone who joined our Misfit Stars. I believe she joined during our big like uh, support membership drive, our sustainability fundraiser drive yeah. last spring. That's right, and. Um, and she started from the beginning for the podcast. Yeah. So that was the first time she'd listened. And she she committed herself to starting with episode one and working like all the way through until yeah. getting current. That was and Veronica, wasn't it? It was. And by the time I think like July-ish rolled around, I think she got current, which honestly is a pretty good clip to get Seriously. through that many podcasts. Yeah. You know. But that's why I wanted to remember who it was because like that's not a person to trifle with. No, no. She, yeah. knows, what, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. She's very ordered. She's and a serious woman. Intentional. Yeah. Well, and like... That's like, um, it's just really, it, yeah. You don't you don't mess with the person who like is that uh, intentional about like a, you know what they do with their time. No, you know because they could be a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, that level of focus, <laughs> you just don't you know don't mess with them. Or the flip side of that coin is she's like a world changer because yeah. she's just. And, and no, we know real, her personally. It's, it's option B for sure. It is. She's an <laughs> awesome, awesome human. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're taking a break. That Thank was all to say. We're goodness. taking a break. We'll see you again on January 13th. We need it. After today's podcast. And you know, it's not like doing this podcast is onerous. We love uh, the opportunity to do it. Oh, we yeah. love talking with you all. But also just not having to contemplate any work activities for a couple of weeks really feels important right now. Well, because just, we worked our rear ends off yeah, over this last for sure. long period of time. I think also for me, it is uh, not having a set obligation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I it's just, just a mental the space. Yeah, ways. it's just a mental space thing. Like, a, you know, like I don't have, like there's not a deadline to meet. You know, yeah. like it is totally enjoyable doing this. But, you know, it'll be re- really, really great for us and good good for us mm-hmm. uh, to just not have to think about that in the yep. next week. So thank you for your, for your, uh, what if you're what? Patience. Understanding with us taking a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's it. Um, second announcement. Yes. I have it. Um, so you might have seen if you've been uh, in the private Facebook group for Misfit Stars, 
Um, or if you get my love letter um, that I send out periodically to my, my email list, my love letter list, uh, that we are launching a new project that um, we're going to be tackling in the new year. Uh, this is uh, something that we uh, initiated back again in the spring during our membership drive, sort of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the sustainability fundraiser time that we talked about doing at that time. We were talking about doing a pandemic album. Yeah. Let's do an album based on people's stories of the it pandemic. It was like the new hot thing. We're like, let's do a pandemic album. <laughs> well, I, it was, but no, it, it, the idea was like, let's make a, a, like a, a history of this time in yeah. written in original songs. Um, What's the word for that? A what? Oh, I was thinking of a very specific word, but now I'm not sure it's right. Okay. I was, uh, no, it was totally not right. Uh, I was thinking uh, hey, geography. But what you know is, what? That, what is that? That's writing of the lives of saints. Oh, And well. really, honestly, people who are surviving this pandemic time are kind of saints. You are all saints. You yes. really are. But that's not the it's right not word. That's not the right word at all. But there is a specific something graffiti okay. word. I didn't find the right one. Surely there is, yes. Um, but we're going to be, so the idea was that we were, you know, we were going to write about the people's stories vis-a-vis the the pandemic. Um, 2020, it turns out, had a lot more significant stuff going on than just the pandemic. It was certainly a major feature. Um, But it was really a year rich with surprises. You know, so much stuff. And so we have sort of expanded that idea to be an album about the stories of of people's lives in 2020. Yeah. Um, And I have started to do... I I, I thought of the stupidest title of all time for it. Do you want to hear it? Oh, gosh. So this is definitely not going to be the title. Oh, yeah, for sure. What's what's the title not going to be? definitely not going to be called 2020 Vision. Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 wait a minute. Since we're putting it out in 2021, it could be like hindsight is 2020. I was just going to say that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely not what it's going to be called. (laughs) High five. Okay, so um, anyway, anyway, there's, there's. Or it could be called Hindsight is colon 2020. Uh, no, definitely not. Not happening. Oh, so bad. Okay, so here's the thing this uh, album's actually going to be good, people. Well, it, I just want to clarify it that. Is. It's not going to be I'm, stupid. I'm really excited about it. I've been thinking about how to initiate this and how to do the research for it for months. I've like, it's it's been one of those things, it's just been kind of like rolling around in the back of my mind and and trying to figure out what was the right approach, when was the right, what was the right timing, mm-hmm. all of that. And it became really clear to me in the last couple of weeks that to, to begin collecting stories from people here at the end of 2020, it is a time when a lot of us start to reflect yeah. about the year that passed and look forward to the year that's coming. Um, and, and, and not to say that like the, the challenges that we have faced in 2020 are somehow magically ending on December 31st. Indeed, many of them are worse. Yeah, I mean, that's not it at all. But this does seem like a demarcation time of 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 sorts, just the, sure. the calendar year turning. And it's so, a good arbitrary time to pause and think. Yeah, you might you might have noticed that I started sort of teasing some of these questions on Facebook and in my love letter, uh, asking people to give me answers to questions about their year. So, so far I've asked, you know, what are like the three most significant events that, you know, took place in your life this year uh, that will de- help define the year for you. I've asked people so far what, you know, um, what is the, the source of your greatest hardship this past year? What's the source of your greatest joy this past year? I've got more questions in mind. And we have started collecting a list of people who want to be involved in uh, answering these questions in an ongoing kind of way um, for me to collect as research for this album. And here's the plan. This, I mean, and I'm just revealing my plan to you right now. Okay. I'm just going to lay it all out. 
uh, based on the answers that I'm getting from folks, um, I have already started to see themes. I've not started. I've not have. I've not sort. Of, I have not yet started to organize them in any sort of formal way. Uh, but I've been reading through people's responses, and I can already see themes popping up. There, there's a lot of common experience. You know, a lot of things that people have been through that that sounds very much like what other people have been through. You know, sure. so I'm going to start just looking for what those themes are, and I'm going to pull out like 10 of them and, uh, and write 10 songs over the next uh, couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea... Two and a half months, maybe? Yeah, the idea is that uh, my goal is to release these in a serialized fashion beginning in January um, and then taking us through like the middle of March um, when it will be about a year since the pandemic became like a, a, a major reality for most of us in America. So um, so we're sort of going to release these songs kind of leading up to what will be sort of an anniversary of sorts of the beginning of the pandemic uh, in the first part of here of 2021. So that's the plan, um, which means you're going to hear a whole bunch of new music from, from us very soon. This new music is going to be based on your story. So if you want to be involved in in giving me your, telling me your experiences mm. as part of the source material for this new album. How do they do that? Uh, you can send me an email and I will make sure you're on my list. I will specifically be sending out emails to folks who want to be involved in an ongoing kind of way with these questions. Um, and you can just respond to me when you have a moment. When you What's get a- that email address? Oh, thank you. It's skc at shannoncurtis.net. Nice. Yeah. SKC at shannoncurtis.net, people. If you want to be involved in this, if you want to share your stories with the world, yeah. uh, let Shannon know. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I, yeah. I, 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 um, it's a different kind of project. It's sort, it's sort of like a, a hybrid uh, project for me, sort of like that sits somewhere between like what my process normally is for writing my own albums mm-hmm. and writing personal songs. Right. But the person, like in... in Usually a personal song is about one person's story or like a family or a couple sure. or something. You know, these these are going to be kind of like personal songs, but sort of based on an amalgamation of lots of people's stories that share themes yeah. with each other. It's going to be it's going to be really a, a neat a neat process, I think. Nice use of amalgamation. Thank Such you. a good word. <laughs> so, you know, uh at the college that I went to, Tufts, yeah, yes, uh-huh. they had singing groups like you do on college campuses. Okay. There was a guys group called the Beelzebubs, oh, gosh. a.k.a. the Bubs. There was a... Uh, were gr- these acapella groups? Of course, of course they were, yeah. <laughs> and there, is there any other kind? Like, um, what's the movie, Pitch Perfect? Yes, it was exactly like that. <laughs> we didn't have this that is, in my school. This is, what, this is the kind of thing that Pitch Perfect was, in fact, based upon. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a thing. Not just a weird movie premise, actual thing. I get it, yeah. The, there was a girl's... Young, okay. There's a young women's uh, acapella group called the Jills because uh, the women's college at Tufts used to be Jackson College. Back in the day, you know, colleges used to have like one name, uh, like Harvard for men, Radcliffe for women. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And it was two separate colleges, but they were sort of part, so two parts of the same thing. Jackson. So Jackson was the female college at Tufts back before they just lumped them all together because that was sexist and weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it was the Jackson Jills. Get it? Jacks I get and it. Jill. I yeah, get so it. Yeah, the Jills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The Bubs and the Jills. And then there was a mixed okay. gender uh, group, singing uh-huh. group called the Amalgamates. Oh, okay. I thought That's you were going to say like going. Jill Bubs or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no. <laughs> Bub gels? No, also okay. no. <laughs> B- Beelzejels? 
getting better. <laughs> Jill's a bubs. Jill's a bubs. Oh is man, the best. that's that's actually really good. You should write Tufts. I should. <laughs> Tufts, I've got a good idea. And then let's write me back on stationery of one word response. He'll say, "Dear Mr. Hill, comma no." <laughs> Sincerely yours, the trustees, the Board of Tufts University. I'm sure that's how they would approach it. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay, so that's all for announcements. Um, Jamie, how are you feeling today? You know what? Great. Oh, good. Thanks for asking. Uh, I do. I feel good. I'm starting slowly to decompress. I was just, I was working really, really, really hard for like- We're pedaled to the metal. A lot of weeks. I mean, literally from like two days after the election. (laughs) Like there's election day, day after to decompress. And then uh, starting like two days after the election, I worked with the exception of the four days we took up at Thanksgiving. I worked pretty much literally every single day on this record until three days ago. That's true. And and then right after the election, we were actually doing more election work too. In the afternoon. And I was also (laughs) mixing Chris's record nice. It was kind of both. It was was both. It was a lot. But but yeah, uh, you know, I was just going flat out on this record for, I mean, what, about six weeks? Yeah. Um, It was a complicated record to work on. there was some restoration kind of stuff. It was recorded to tape some of it quickly. Uh, you know, and, you know, just throw up a mic and go is an amazing way to go. But sometimes you get artifacts, you know, noise, extraneous sounds, that oh, kind of thing. Oh, the mix engineer will deal with that. That's exactly <laughs> it. And that's me. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? So there was a lot of, like, part of my process for this was just, like, going track by track, figuring out, you know, what what are the noises? What are the size and shapes of the art, the, the non-musical artifacts that I need to deal with? And what's the best and most musical way? And right. what's to deal with them. You right. know what I mean? So it was like part audio restoration and then and then a separate mixing process for each song. Yeah. So it was really like twice as much work as a usual mixing project. It was a whole other component to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, that's fine. That's totally okay. Uh, one cool thing about doing that like audio sort of restoration track by track analysis of what's going on that I really like is that you get really intimately familiar with the contours and nuances of each track because you're soloing them in the headphones because you got to listen for noises in headphones because that's sometimes the only place you hear the more minute ones, you Uh know? And by listening in headphones to every single track all the way through in that way, like you really get a sense of what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very interesting to me personally because I'm a dork uh, and it's also super helpful in terms of subsequently knowing what's going on in a really nuanced way because I can just sort of bring that knowledge to the job I do mixing this song. Right. Uh, but it was a lot of work. It was a lot yeah. of work. Uh, you know, and you're also very well suited from an early age to this kind of cleaning up work because I've heard stories about how when you were a very tiny child that you would pick fuzz off of your mom's sweater. Oh, yeah. And you it's called, called it fuzzing. Yeah. <laughs> like dealing with like tiny details and oh, yeah. removing them so that it's a clean palette is something that goes deep into it's your It's in history. my wheelhouse, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, from the moment I could physically coordinate my thumb and my little forefinger, I was fuzzing. Does this surprise anyone who knows Jamie? <laughs> this, you know, here's the thing. We all have personality foibles, right, people? The trick is, how do you shape your life so that you can make them be an advantage and oh, not a liability? Who's saying it's a foible? It's just a characteristic. There's no oh, ju- it's a no foible. No judgment. Whatever. Well, I appreciate that. I judge it a little bit, being me. You know what I mean? <laughs> am I sometimes more anal than I wish I were? Maybe, you know? But I am who I am, and you know, you, yes. move, you move forward. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so I'm feeling good. I'm glad uh, you're feeling I good. I feel unburdened. Uh, I know from having heard directly from the artist that he's really happy with the work I'm doing, and that uh-huh. feels good to know. Yep. Just because I don't have to worry about something coming at me, like, yeah. you know, because that can happen with records, you know, you send off, you, you do your, put your best foot forward and you send it off and you get it back and the artist had a different vision. 
And it's not like you screwed it up. It's just that like you were going left and they were going right. That yeah. can happen. Yeah. It happens almost never to me these days because I've been so careful about curating the people who I work for. Right. You know what I, I mean? mean like, and well, there's and also, so much stuff on my website now that people can hear where I'm coming from. And they can choose you based on what they know your work is like. Yeah. And, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, but there's still always that little bit of apprehension, those little butterflies oh, in your course. tummy. Like, are they going to like it? I hope they like it. Yeah. You know? And I know I know he does. And that feels great. Yeah. It's just a, a feeling of relief all the way around. Like, I did a good job. There will be cleanup work and just stuff. You know, there's always notes. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. That That's, you know, an hour or two of work a day. And, you know, if it comes at me over the holiday, that's okay. Um, but, you know, I really feel like I can take some time right now just for myself, just to, like, feed my spirit. Uh-huh. So far, we've been doing things like listening to music and doing crossword puzzles. Like yeah. last night, we sat on the couch. Uh, I'm a member of this online kind of music. It's, it's, a, it's an email list that I've been on forever for like 13 years or so. Uh, it's just a bunch of music industry people from all over the country and the world. Um, I, I barely have ever qualified to be in it because I've never really, I've only ever worked sort of peripheral to the industry, you know? Because uh-huh. these are like label people and managers and, you know, stuff like that, you know, a lot of PR people. And I was like, you know, tour manager and doing sound. And then I've just been producing records for the last 10 years, you mm-hmm. know? But uh, one person on there and I just sort of had this neat little bonding conversation this year. And it ended up with him a couple days ago sending me this like, like, thousand song long playlist or something. It's a 26 hour <laughs> like long stuff playlist. He likes. It was his favorite stuff from this year. I don't know if I have a thousand songs I've ever liked in my life. I haven't listened to a thousand songs in a year. Like <laughs> that's I ambitious. I think there are some people who just put the Spotify discovery algorithm on and just at work. Oh yeah. Because they're, they're working and they're doing a desk job and they just have right. their music going and well, if there's a song they like they hit the heart. Yeah. When we're doing work uh, most of the time it involves making music, so yeah. we're not listening to yeah. it. So that's the problem. Yeah. yeah, so we listen to a lot less because we're making it so much more. But long story short, we put on this playlist last uh, night while we did crosswords. And listened to it for like two and a half hours. And we only got to like the letter B. It's alphabetically organized <laughs> and we got into like the B-A's, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there was some good yeah. stuff in there. It, it was really neat just to let someone else curate the music experience and not have it be me yeah. or you, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And just like, and some of it we skipped over, didn't like it as much, but a lot of it was really great and some of it was brand new to us and we mm-hmm. like found the albums and mm-hmm. like hearted them for later perusal. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. This is just the kind of stuff that I like to do in my free time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like listening to music I don't know and doing crossword puzzles with my sweetie. It's just mm-hmm. great. I, I get to do things I want to do right now and I'm, like I haven't for a long time. I'm really excited about it. Yay! Yeah. Like, there was definitely, like, we would every, once a week when I was we working. We take days off. Yeah. But they were always just, like, the kind of day off that, like, uh, that like anyone who's ever had a six-day work week and one day off knows. Like, it's not a relaxing day. It's like you, tr- you catch up on all the stuff that you had to push aside while you were working. And that kind of feels like work. And maybe you watch a movie and then, like, the next day you have to go to work again. Yeah. You know? But this is, like... More than one day off in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in love. It's good. It's great. So I feel good. I'm relaxed. I'm happy. I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? I feel good. Good. Yeah, I don't have like an elaborate description of that uh, of why. I just I'm I'm fine. I feel um, we were. I was having a, a text conversation with a friend earlier who was catching us up on just some of the like literal drama <laughs> in her family over the last couple of months and, you know, several family members who have gotten sick with COVID and including like her elderly parents and, yeah. you know, just scary stuff. Uh, they're fine, turns out, um, but they, they, like, they made it through with pretty, uh, uh, a mild case, yeah. you know. And, th- but- and through nothing of their own doing either. It's not like they were taking it seriously or 
like like one family member would get sick, they would just keep doing normal stuff in the house, and like no one would isolate. It's like it's wild, right? So, so and everyone's remarkably fine, thank my, God. So my point was, she was you know sharing just you know the sort of the drama of what's going on in her life, and and um, and she's doing fine, but like but the lot to deal with emotionally, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you know we've heard from uh, from a ton of other people just in the last week, like the number of people that we know who've been personally affected by COVID. Um, or you know, infected has, with COVID. Right, has just exploded in the last week. Um, we, you know, uh, the day, the, the, the night after we recorded last week's podcast, we learned about a woman that we met on our house concert tours that, you know, we would look forward to seeing every year for the last few years in Texas, yeah. um, who passed away because of COVID. She was young. I think she was in her mid thirties. Yeah. Um, you know, just, so just suddenly dead. Hearing all these stories about people, who are really struggling, you know, and not just because of the pandemic, not just because of the virus, but, you know, other reasons as well. You know, folks who are just in precarious situations financially or or in their relationships or, you know, just lots of, there's lots of folks who are experiencing hardship out there. And, um, and you know, I had, I wrote back to to my friend I was texting with today and like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have any, any more dramatic story to tell you to catch you up, but also I'm really glad we don't have anything more dramatic to tell you, you know, like I feel really, really lucky. And I acknowledge that it's, that it's just a matter of luck that, um, that, that things are okay. And I feel, and I'm able to feel good right now. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's how I'm feeling. Good. Right on. Yeah. And you're so right about that. Like it's just, it's just luck. Like everything feels really, really precarious right now. You know, if I can get serious for a second, like, and you and I have been talking about this. Like, even when we go out mm-hmm. to do errands, like, it's just, the virus is everywhere. Yeah. I presume that every single building we go into to run errands, the virus is there. In yeah, some, oh, for, probably. For sure. Yeah. You know, somewhere, in some corner, lurking. Yeah. Um, you know, so we move quickly. We move briskly. We, we don't stay static. We keep moving. We get in and out as fast as we can. And we and limit I, the trips that we make and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I imagine that, you know, I imagine that we'll be okay, but that's just my imagination. Who really knows? You Lots know? of folks are moving to, you know, delivery of groceries and things like that too. We haven't done that yet, but I understand why. This, oh my gosh, This yeah. would be a time to do that. But yeah, we're really lucky that we're okay and that we've got a, a safe place to be and that we can just be here. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm I'm doing good. So, so I, we, we, our, the next question on our list is what's been our experiences last week. The first thing on the list is you finishing your work, woo, which woo. you kind of talked about already. Yep. So you know, but you're, you're right. The album that you've been working on it sounds so good. I get to be the fly on the wall listening to, you know, the mixes as they come together, and it just it's beautiful. It's so it's moving. It's a it's, cool body of work. It's real, and and the work that you've been doing on it has been amazing. Oh, it's thank really you. good. Like it's thank you. It's really it's it's really awesome. So. So excited for the for it to be out in the world. Y'all out in the world are going to have to wait a good long while to hear it because it's not coming out to like May or June or something like that, right? Yeah. Like it's when it's scheduled to come out. So that's for people who don't know. Like for most of the records you listen to, they like when Chan and I make a record because we're so independent and we move so quickly, we can really maneuver quickly. We put out a record a year, you know what I mean? So we could we'll finish a record in May and it's out in June. Yeah, it's just right then, you yeah. know. And that's usually how we operate with records. Mostly the way they work, like records that come out on labels or any artist you would know, Taylor Swift, etc. Uh, you know, those records are finished, completely done like minimum of five months before they make it out into the world. Right. Because at that point, like as the, from the moment that the record is finished, the audio of it is completely finished, every single aspect of it, that starts a whole other timer, which is when the label has 
the time to set the record up, quote unquote. They do. Which means they do all the PR. PR, the press and radio and... Yeah, get a couple singles out ahead of time. It's like there's a whole sequence of things that you can do if you're doing a big, bigger release to like set it up for hopeful success when it comes out. Yeah. It takes time. And this is one of those records. It's just like they need that five-month period, so it'll probably be out in like May or June. It's weird. Well, it's interesting because like it's it's a different it's just a different world. It's not a world that I, that I've ever operated in yeah. in terms of how we release music. Um, but it is more of a quote unquote music industry uh, like way of releasing records and almost where, like an older version of the music industry where we have we have very decidedly gone into the into the realm of like community supported art yep. which is not at all industry no. <laughs> you know and it's so we opposite. do it so differently we're not doing things like trying to get press and trying to you know like no. setting up for for a release that you know we're just not doing it that way you all know how we do things differently which one of these kids is doing her own thing that's us that's, that's um, us. <laughs> so um but anyway, can't wait for y'all to hear it because it's really, it's really, really good. Um, yeah. On my side of things, I finished my last personal song of the season uh, this past week. It was and- so good too, people. Shannon wrote such a moving, oh, thanks. beautiful song. I loved it. I'm glad you did because I had to, I had to fight for it. It you was one of those. For it, hard, yeah. it was one of those that, like, I, I really, I mean, I want all of them to be good <laughs> for, for the people I'm writing them for. But like, I had to sort of. Um, it was one of those in the process where I had to like. Um, I started the first day and at the end of the first day, I was like, oh no, I'm probably gonna have to rewrite the whole thing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then I went to bed and then I woke up. I'm like, okay, wait, no, no, no. If I just fix, if I just tweak this and this, then maybe we're on a good track. And then I did that for my work that day. And then at the end, like, oh no, I'm probably gonna have to rewrite the whole thing tomorrow. And then like, I did that like three days in a row. It's all very Dread Pirate Roberts. It really is. Sleep well, Wesley, probably gonna have to kill you tomorrow. Exactly. You know, and so that was my process like for several days in a row with this song. Um, And, but it, it all ended up coming together. And when I knew when it was done, when it was done, I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. There, yeah. it's done. It's and like, good. even when she had the final form for the song, I feel like you did the lead vocal from scratch at least twice, maybe three times. I did. You know, this was a song that I really needed to, like, for instance, normally with a personal song, I don't have the lyrics memorized when I'm recording it because I haven't sung it enough to know to have them have the lyrics in my memory. So I'm literally like looking at a lyric sheet while I'm recording the vocal, you know, typically this one, um, I spent so much time with it and I, and I I re-recorded the vocal a couple of times, but I really think that this particular song and the vibe of this song required that I have the song memorized. Mm. Like that I know, that I know the lyrics Mm. before singing it. That's so interesting. I know what you mean though. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's different to sing lyrics that you just have in you. Yeah. Then, then reminding yourself what they are from a sheet sitting in front of you. Because you can just focus on the performance. And it's just more of an embodied performance. Really. It's not, you know what I mean? So that's, that's, you're right. I had to re-record the vocal a number of times before it was like, oh yeah, this is it. And she started out doing more of a belty kind of thing and it ended up in much more of a, like not subdued, but restrained, restrained yeah, performance. And it was, it was really good. Yeah. And then like she handed over to me to mix it. And so this was the beginning of like my first day off, right? And I was like, oh, so it's okay. It's going to take me two hours. I waited to start until like four in the afternoon because we just had a slow, like long, late breakfast and then some emails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is going to take me a couple hours. I'll start at four. I'll be done by dinner. No big deal. It took me six and a half hours because like Shannon's process with it, I had to do three versions of the mix. <laughs> no, no kidding, people. Like I did one version. I worked on it for like two plus hours. And at the end of it, I was like, this is just getting 
getting worse. This is bad. This is less good than it was an hour ago. And I, and I don't think it's retrievable. So I just scrapped it and yeah. I started from scratch. Yeah. And then at the end of that version, I was like, this is also garbage. <laughs> like this is not doing what like, this is supposed to be doing. Like I was just not finding the energy. And like the third time, I think I really did. This is like a thrice baked personal song. Seriously. <laughs> this, it was just, just, songs are like kids always. Some of them are really easy. Some of them are really difficult. Yeah. And you know, the throwing it away and starting over is sometimes just the best thing to do, at least mm-hmm. if you're me. You know, fortunately, Shan didn't have to do that. She was able to like save the bones and just like, you know, build upon them. But I literally had to like go back to like, like yeah. go back. I always save a, before I start working on the song, version of the song. Mm-hmm. I had to go back to that twice. That's so funny. Yeah. And just, that's, that's starting from scratch, you know? Yeah. But you know, it's okay. But the good news in all of that struggle is that it came out beautifully and and the person who hired us to do it is in love and that's all yeah. that matters. That, yeah. it, that, that That's the biggest reward. Well, that's it. And it's a Christmas gift for somebody in their life and I'm and I, I'm told that they're going to potentially even videotape the reveal. So maybe we get to even oh watch the reveal. I, I don't think so good. I don't think we've ever gotten to see a video of someone revealing their personal song to someone. No. We've done like 80 or more of these. And I think this might be the, might be the first time if, oh. if this does, does in fact happen this It would be way, so good. It would be really fun. Oh my gosh. Um, so that was great. Uh, and we're doing relaxing. That's now what we've moved into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're watching some movies. We're doing crossword puzzles. We're staring at our cute Christmas tree. Yep. It's holiday time uh, in the sense of us just taking some time taking a breather we went four days without leaving the house this week solid days without walking out our front door I realized like three days into that that I hadn't even put shoes on in several days (laughs) yeah (laughs) like how weird is that I had not worn shoes yeah (laughs) for several days but all right because why would you you're indoors yeah 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 so good it is good it is good. Um, We're incredibly lucky in that regard also. We, we really are. We really are. I know that. Um, well, we've. it's funny. We've already been talking so much about a couple aspects of creative process, just naturally. Yeah. But that's the theme we're going to continue after the break. We pick up a couple of, per, of, of of listener questions that we have from our Misfit Stars community yeah. that we didn't get to last week uh, asking. There were, there were several questions that were sort of like, threaded together with these, this theme of like uh, our, our creative process. And so we're going to finish that thread of questions up after the break with questions from Amanda and Beverly. Mm-hmm. And we will uh, see you on the other side. Very excited. <laughs> see you soon. Friends, did you miss us? No? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, it's time for the second part of our listener question uh, extravaganza here. Uh, about our creative process. Yeah, and to be fair, like there are a lot more listener questions and also we're looking for more listener questions uh, that that are unrelated to our creative process that we'll be addressing in future uh, podcast yeah. in 2021 when we were back from our break. Wow, um, so futuristic. So Every year for the rest of my life is going to feel futuristic. It does. <laughs> 
Totally. Yeah. Um, so, but, so speaking of listener questions, if you are a Misfit Stars supporting member, mm-hmm. uh, we want to hear what your questions are. Yeah. And we're, we're collecting them. So if you think of anything that as you're listening or just that pops up, like, hey, I, w- I wonder what Jamie and Shannon have to say about blah, blah, blah. You know, just whatever that is. About or, poop noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, I'm curious about their stories, you know, some of their personal experience with fill in the blank. Yeah. You know, so uh, these are the kinds of questions, whatever comes to your mind, we would love to answer your questions sure. on this podcast. So you have to be a member of Misfit Stars to submit the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for our, our stars only. So if you're not a member and you want to submit a question, misfitstars.com slash join. Nice pitch, baby. Thanks. Um but uh, stars, you can email us. You can send us messages on Facebook. Uh, uh, carrier pigeons, you know how it yep. goes. Uh, but these are the remaining ones about our creative process. If anyone process. ever actually does send us a carrier pigeon, I'm going to be so stoked. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We'll probably just see it at the bird feeder first. <laughs> be like, what's that pigeon doing there? And then we'll see it as a little message. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that for us? Wow. Yeah. So these are the remaining questions uh, that were sort of on the theme of our creative process. And so mm-hmm. let's go. Let's do it. So yeah. first question is for Shannon. Oh. It's actually a two parter and we'll go one part at a time okay Okay? this is from amanda and amanda says when you were writing and her whisper becomes a storm sequentially did you write any songs that didn't make it into the narrative no okay (laughs) (laughs) good question good answer yeah. <laughs> I mean, should I elaborate? Or is there any way to elaborate? I feel like the next question, because I can see what the next question is here yeah. on my notes, uh, might be the elaborating part. Great, cool. <laughs> so, part two of the question is: Or in general, when creating an album, are there songs that don't make the cut? Why don't they? What happens to them? Do you ever revisit them? Got it. You know, not really. There, there used to be like a back in you know. I don't know, like seven, eight, nine years ago, I wrote lots of songs that never got recorded or mm-hmm. it, or occasionally there was a song we would actually record, but it never really would get on an album. Very but infrequently. Very, very infrequently. And we would, we, we did it, we put out a couple of those on, uh, as like B-sides on singles. Mm-hmm. Like the song Say So, yep. for instance. Uh I love that song. That recording is wonderful. It's joyous. It, it's not on any of our albums. So if you have our albums, you know, you're not going to hear it. Uh, it's on It's on a single. It's on uh, when we sell our USB hard drives it, uh, with my entire collection on the It's on there. Uh, it's yeah. on there. And it was on a maxi single for, I want to say, Let's Stay In, right? It was on the maxi single, the for, single. Let the, yep, for, for Let's the Let's Stay In single uh-huh, with like remixes of Let's Stay In. And of course, the original recording of Let's Stay In and then the B-side Say So. Mm-hmm. So like, it's really infrequent that that happens where we actually record a song. I've written, I, I used to write a lot more songs that didn't get recorded. And I, I'm, I'm wondering why that is. I, I think it's sometimes I would bring you a song and I'd be like, here's my new song. And you'd be like, meh. Yep. And then it just wouldn't get recorded because I, I think... I think largely because at that point I was reliant entirely on you to record things. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so like if it didn't pass your yeah. muster, is that how you say that? No, it didn't pass yeah. muster with you. That's how I would say that. Sure, yeah. Then it just wouldn't get recorded, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so there are some songs yep. that, that that I've written that you know, if I were to go back in my song journals, I'd be able to find the lyrics and like maybe a set of chords, and I'd have to like figure out again what those sound like. But they've literally never been documented anywhere, right? You know. Um, nowadays, though, I record. I start all the recordings myself in yeah. my own studio. So 
in that way, I think maybe there are there, there's less opportunity for that uh, Jamie filter to, to stop a song from making yeah, it on yeah, her record. Yeah. Well, because, and also you've gotten so much better at songwriting. Thank too. you. I appreciate that. You know? But also I think the process of actually starting to, to record a song highlights for me the things that need fixing or that need changing. Yeah. You know, and so I work those things out well before I ever show you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't come to you with songs that are that I feel are half baked. Yeah. I've had an opportunity to actually work through the kinks or the parts that are weak. Mm-hmm. You know? And like as you become a better like self-recordist, uh and and better at getting like production ideas out of your head onto uh, tape. Yeah, uh, I think that like your songwriting has gotten better as part of that process. Well, and thank you. That's that's nice to hear. And I and I, I think I, I agree. I agree with you. Also, the other thing that that me recording my own stuff and then bringing it to you does is allows me to at least sketch out the vision I have for the song. Yeah. To help you see it, because yeah. I know that there were probably some songs I brought to you back in the day that I had a vision for, and there was no way for me to communicate that vision to you like from a production standpoint or like a presentation of the song standpoint, now I can do that. I can fill in a little bit of the color. Like, oh, here's what the rhythm sounds like. Here's what the instrumentation sounds like. Here, you know, here's, besides just me like sitting down to the piano and playing it for you. Right. You know? So I think that that helps sort of deliver something that's a little bit further down the road that you're like, oh, oh yeah, I get it. I get what you're going for here. Yeah. You know? Um, but it, yeah, I think so. I don't. There, it's not really off that often these days that I don't that I write a song and it doesn't make a cut for an album. But I can't. Yeah. I can't actually tell you the last time that happened. Yeah, um, it's always something that I'm personally hoping for. <laughs> I know. And Shannon will tell you this. Like every single year, I'm. I'm. I always tell her because I simply because I tell this to every single artist I right. produce. My ideal situation is you write twelve, we choose ten. We choose yeah. the 10 best ones or the 10 that go the best together. And then you have a couple left over for extra little things like little B-sides, treats, right. singles, remixes, whatever. And that's that's just something I tell every artist I work with because I think you arrive at better albums if you pick the 10 best from from more than 10, you know? Yeah, well, and, and I think that's maybe, that's definitely true uh, when an artist is making an album from a collection of songs that aren't really connected to each other in mm-hmm. any way, you know? Like I... I have just found that it's really rewarding for me and also works really well for me to write on really intentional themes, you know? So, you know, I I talked about this a little bit um, in last week's episode that, you know, I actually, these days, like for the last couple of, uh, the last few albums that I've done, I've sort of, I've, I've had sort of an outline of where, of where each what what each song was going to cover, mm-hmm. you know, like thematically. The, obviously, last year I, w- I wrote the songs in order, and that was the first time I'd done that. But I e- even then I I knew where it was going. I knew sort of like the progression of things ahead of time, and so in that way, like you couldn't toss any of those out. You know, like I, there was no tossing out to be done. You know, in in sort of something that had been that sort of like planned in advance, which I understand is not, not not the way that a lot of songwriters write albums. They, they write a bunch of songs and then you kind of put them all together, yeah. you know, and I, I just have started to approach it much differently. And I think that's why I don't have stuff that I write that doesn't make it on. Yeah. You know? That's true. Um, because then it would just be like a missing hole in your plan. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, I mean, I have little like snippets of ideas that that I keep around for revisiting to answer you, that. You, you reuse fragments from previous years a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Like little, like should, fragments of like you'll hum things into your phone. Like she, I, I remember you telling oh, me yeah. like there was there were a couple things that made it onto Whisper that were like melodic fragments. One of them was from like 2013. Oh oh no! So that specifically with that what you're talking about, it's it goes back even further than that. The song and her whisper becomes a storm. Yes, that's right. The the melodic thing that that uh, non lyric song at the beginning of the record. The da 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 da. Yeah. That melody I wrote not as a vocal melody, but as a piano melody instrumental in, like, piece back in 2006 or five, Whoa. 2005 or six, 2000, 2005, I think it was. Um, yeah, and I used to play it um, when I would have my like, uh, like I remember playing it um, as sort of like an interstitial piano piece between a couple of songs when I would when I was first starting to like experiment with performing as a solo artist, like taking my keyboard to like open mics. And so like every once in a while at an open mic, you'd get a featured spot, which means you get to perform like three songs in oh, a yeah. row as, a, as opposed to just one, uh-huh. you know? And so on my feature nights, I would get to play more than one song. And I wrote this piece to go in between a couple of songs of my early, earliest yeah. solo stuff. So that melody has been in my head for... 15 years. That's amazing. And it finally made it onto a record this year. So yeah. In such wonderful form. (laughs) Like it was everyone's favorite song, which is great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I do, I I record little snippets of, of vocal fragments, like melodic fragments. I write down lyric fragments of stuff that's, you know, getting me. And those will stay in my phone for sometimes a couple of years before they make it onto uh, an album. Um, But they're not. They're not ever anything more than just a, a little fragment. They're not fleshed out in any in any sort of just way. Little scraps. Yeah, little scraps. Yeah. So, there's your answer to the question, Amanda. Pretty good uh, answer. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> next question, final question uh-huh. uh, is from Beverly. Hi, Beverly. Hi, Beverly. Uh, and she asks, "What alternative creative activities or tasks other than music?" Do you find help fill your artistic tanks? Oh my gosh, I love this. You mm. want to start since I had to sure. question Arama last time? Sure, totally. So, uh, you know, first of all, I kind of reject the frame a bit. I think that it's easy from the point of view of someone who's maybe not an obsessive musician to be like, what tasks other than music? I don't know that in my world that's a valid question. What do you mean? Uh, I, I mean that what helps me fill my artistic tanks, like if we're talking about other kinds of tanks, uh-huh. then, you know, there's reading and there's, you know, games and there's you know crosswords and okay. walking outdoors and stuff like that. That's that's good for filling my non-artistic tanks. Okay. But for filling my artistic tanks, it's always other people's music. Okay. Period. End of sentence for me. Really? Like, yes, absolutely. That's interesting. There's nothing else that fills my artistic tank besides that. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's why I listen to so much music. It's what keeps me inspired. Yeah. Well I guess but, it makes sense because I mean the stuff that you're the you're you're not you're not writing songs. Right. So it's not really about forming ideas. Your creative work is not really about forming ideas. It's about it's about creating sounds and soundscapes to communicate ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. So it makes sense that listening to other people's audio work <laughs> would yeah. be... Would but it's be not what, listening for audio work. I generally don't listen for production. As you know, I listen for songs. Okay. Uh, because... It's the communication of emotion that I'm interested in. Okay. And 
sometimes what's the most inspiring to me is just to hear other people communicating emotion and to get excited about a certain type of emotion or a certain feeling uh-huh. or something like that. And that you don't have that experience when watching a movie or reading a book? No. It's just, it's always music. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, that's the thing for me. So, uh, you know, sorry to be disappointing, Beverly. I hope that rejecting the frame of the question isn't like a bad answer for you. It's, but it's just really, that's for me artistically, like what fills my tank up. That's well, what gets me going. I mean, I don't think Beverly needs to be disappointed because like for me, the answer is exactly the opposite of yours. Ah. <laughs> and, and, and I honestly, it's mostly anything but music mm-hmm. that fills my creative tank yeah. for the work. I know this to be for, true. You know, like I, I enjoy listening to music, but I don't really listen to music as a way of filling up my creative tank Mm-mm. at all. It's, it, it's, it, it's enjoyable for me. Yeah. And indeed you rarely put it on. Yeah, I, I, it's I'm true. the one in this house that does that. Absolutely. Jamie is the DJ in our house. Yeah. I mean, there's music sure. happening. Every so often, Shannon will have a request. And, yeah. and frequently, I will draw a request out of her if only to engage <laughs> her in the idea of listening to other people's music. You know yeah. what I mean? And I enjoy it, but it's not something that I seek out. For me, every bit of filling my my tank for to be creative, my cre- to fill my creative tank, every bit of that is non-music related. And it is... It is reading books. It is listening to podcasts. It is watching movies. It is engaging with the world. And it is really just about me mostly following my curiosity. Because like where every single one of my songs begins is in an idea that I feel compelled to communicate. It is, it is not about anything but that. And I have to, so I have to, I have to, I have to follow the things that are piquing my curiosity to find those things that have to be written about, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, like I, I'm, I have to, I have to soak in other people's stories, other people's ideas, you know, and, and allow those things to kind of feed the monster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that turned dark. It did. But you know what I mean? Like it's got, there's gotta be. I write be... songs so I don't kill. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even imagine? Um, <laughs> I totally can because I have an overactive imagination. You do, it's you the do. kind of stuff I think about. But you know, like I, I have, like to me, when I sit down to write a, an album, it's, if there's not something that just has to come out, mm-hmm. it's an impossible task to just write. Like I, like I need for there to be something that's like, I've got to say this, Yeah, you know? And so I have, that, when I say I have to feed the monster, that's the monster I have to feed. Right. I have to feed that like thing, the, 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 the thing inside me that is burning with a desire to learn and grow and expand my, my mind. And, yeah. you know, like whatever that is in any given time, those are the things I'm feeding myself with. And so, um, yeah, it is, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of reading and watching and listening to, other people talk about things. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know, it's interesting, right? Because like I have a monster inside of me that needs to be fed also creatively. Uh-huh. But it's a nonverbal. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah. But it's it, it's aiming at the exact same thing. Like right. I also care 
passionately about things and have very, as people know, strong emotions about stuff, <laughs> you know? Uh, but putting words, you know, it's not like I have trouble putting words to them. It's just I don't put poetic words to them, you know? I frequently right. write long form. Of course. You know, on Facebook and other places about things that are on my mind. Yeah. You know, but as far as like the musical expression of things that are on my mind, it comes out sonically and it comes out in texture yeah. and it comes out in feel. It comes out in sound design. Uh-huh. It comes out in the spaces that I put albums in. Right, you know, right. like I've done a really intentional, like I did this really nifty thing with Chris for this uh, record that he and I are working on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had him before I started mixing it. I made a request of him. I was like, this might sound strange, but I was wondering if you could just write some for me about this record, about what it means to you, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe if you could write a little about the overall record and what it means to you and, mm-hmm. the, re- and the reasoning behind it and why you, want, why you needed to write this body of work. Mm-hmm. And then just write a little bit about each song. Right. And he wrote me this freaking amazing document <laughs> it's close to 30 pages That's long amazing and it gets so deep and like he revealed to me like intimate details about previous relationships because it's a record about i think making peace with the idea of relationships and how they flow through your life yeah that's what i'm drawing from it he yeah. didn't say as much explicitly but yeah. now that i spent a lot of time with this body of work that to me seems to be like a pretty mm-hmm. significant like meta textual piece mm-hmm. and you know so so being able to take those meta ideas on board, like his ideas, also recognizing that no one is ever a perfectly objective viewer of their own work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so leaving space in there for me also to bring my own interpretations to that, you know, and knowing also that he wanted me to, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to like, like the work that I was able to do there, the creative work was to, f- to find a sonic container and metaphor for all of these things to to reside inside of. Well, you also just described that you drew some of your creative, you filled some of your creative tank for this project with written words from the artist that was not music. That's fair. Right? That, well, yes, sort of, but it was... It was it was obliquely like it was a, it was it was a side it was an external input okay. to a process it was like a side chain okay you know it was something that was coming in the side of an influencing a sonic process okay. you know but yeah your point's well taken I did ask him to write me stuff about it but it wasn't but that was more like homework it wasn't like I was just going out into the world like you do and like I see. let me fill my let me fill my heart with this podcast and this person's ideas on whatever race you know what I mean <laughs> and let me fill my heart with ideas on this and this and this you yeah. know I wasn't doing that I, I was very specifically just asking for input on something from a creative partner and I think that's different okay you know what I mean because it's not found or discovered in the wild right you know it's something that I specifically solicited and that feels like cheating okay you know um, but no you're, you're right uh, and it was helpful to my process for sure but like you know I when I was listening to other people's music you know, around the house uh-huh. in, in making this, I was mostly listening to like a lot of stuff that is not in the genre that I was working on at right, all. You right. know, uh, I, I've been listening to a lot of rap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, um, like modern stuff, uh, like brand new. And stuff. the record is like Americana. Yeah, the yeah. record is like Americana based around a 19th century pump organ that is not in any conventional current tuning. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which is totally amazing. So it's really like an otherworldly record that really fits in its own place. And I like, I, I felt a need to just like make things like the energy management on this record, you know, that I'm preoccupied with that, was like really, I felt like it had to be very specific and very nuanced just because so much of the record is based around a drone. 
You know, this right. organ really has a droning tone. Like if you've ever played a pump organ, those notes don't come quickly. They have very slow attacks. It's not like a piano where you can play it hard or soft right. and it sounds different. Yeah. And a pump organ sounds one way, Yeah. you know? And so there's this continuous texture throughout the whole thing. And the question then was like how to continually reframe the listener's relationship with that drone texture. Uh -huh. Like where does that sit in relationship to the percussive elements and the vocals and how can I guide the narrative over the so whole thing? So how was listening to rap filling your tank during that process? Because the relationship between the vocal and the music in rap is everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and where does stuff sit? And is there a sense of, like, so, so much of rap is defined by the percussive element of it, you know? It's a very mm -hmm. percussive percussion heavy genre mm -hmm. but within that like there's you know the percussion and there's the vocals but then there's always like the music stuff that's happening in the middle right mm -hmm. and like the way that that music stuff is expressed or executed can, can dramatically affect like the whole entire emotional feel uh -huh. of the vocal if you know right. what I mean right, right? Um, and so I, I was listening to a lot of kind of sample heavy sort of stuff so like more east coast kind of stuff you know mm -hmm. um, which was really helpful to me because like the sustained mood like when you're working with like sample stuff in rap music mm -hmm. like you're creating like a really just a sustained vibe it's the pump organ of rap music it's the pump organ of <laughs> rap music yeah you know what I mean okay. it's that sustained drone that's happening yeah. in the background and like sometimes the vocals tucked and the samples are much louder sometimes the drone is much more to the back and the narrative is much more up front right. you know and yeah. those kind of cues were really inspiring that's for me working on Chris's record and if you listen to the record like as you have been you'll know that there's some songs where I put the vocal so up front mm -hmm. and it's like everything else really recedes and the narrative is just all that is there and then there's other times where I like was really pushing the music much more to the front and letting the vocal kind of sit behind it so you had to engage more you right. know uh -huh. different levels of engagement there you know yeah um yeah so but it's interesting like rap was like really the kind of the biggest yeah. touchstone for me in working on an Americana record mm-hmm because of the the focus on narrative mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the different focuses. Interesting, yeah. yeah. It's what's it, it's, it's. I, I guess I've probably known this, but we've never really explicitly talked about the fact that you feed your artistic tank by listening to music, yeah. and I totally don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I would I would add to my list of things. It's not just uh, listening to other people's like written or ideas or, or like podcasts or movies, things like that. It's also just conversations with people. It, yeah. Like my artistic tank gets filled by, with ideas, however they come, Yeah, you know, and, um, and you know, that's like why, one of the reasons I'm, I'm really excited about this um, album about 2020 that we're about to embark on is that um, the tank is being filled right now with lots of different people's stories and experiences from this past year um, that that's really what what the tank is, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and for me, and so I I get to like I'm I'm looking at this you know pile of stories and sifting through and starting to put them in categories and see where there are are threads of connectivity mm -hmm. between lots of different people's stories. That's that's that, that that's exciting for me. Yeah. You know, this is like ooh, it's all these new ideas I get to work it's with. Like playtime, yeah, you know, and so. That's it's so interesting. I would I would not think at all that you know that listening to music would would inspire me to make music. That sounds yeah. weird. It sounds weird to say that as a person who <laughs> makes a good bit of her living making music. You know, it's funny. Like thinking about all of this stuff right now, I realize I kind of lied because I just realized that there are two other things that I do okay. that are not listening to music that do fill my creative tank. Okay. And they're actually both reading, and I was really remiss in not identifying <gasps> these ahead of time. Uh -huh. One of them is re like reading 
production magazines. <laughs> There's yes. this magazine that I get called Tape Up. Yes. And it's, just, it's mostly just interviews with other engineers and producers, independent, yeah. always in the independent sphere of uh-huh. things, uh, about, about process and how they do what they do. Yeah. I find that enormously inspiring. And the other thing that I love to do that I find really, really inspiring and, and stimulating creatively is I like to read uh, manuals. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, my first. Also, does anyone who knows Jamie are they, are you surprised by this at all? <laughs> but like, if you think back to what I was doing the very first morning of my first day off over breakfast, do you recall? I oh didn't read gosh. news. I didn't uh, get into email. Can I say? Can I say what yes. you were reading? Okay, so what, what 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 happened is across the street, our neighbor was getting new siding on their house. No, this is not it. This is what you did the first day of your day off. Second day. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay, but tell them. It's also funny. Okay. Our neighbor is getting new siding. And uh, instead of setting up scaffolding on this one side of the house, they had this thing which Jamie learned is called a pump jack. Yeah. And it's these two posts that are secured into the ground and then also uh, secured to the side of the house. And then there's this like platform that sits between them that kind of you can pump it up and down. On each side. You can raise it and lower it, you know. So you and pump the left side up a little, right side up a little. You can kind of like sort of shimmy it up the thing or right. sort of shimmy it down. And I look over at Jamie and he's now deep into looking at schematics for, <laughs> for pump jacks. It's a thing I didn't know and I wanted to learn about yes. it. I know more than the average non-contractor about Actually, pump jacks now. I know more than the average non-contractor about pump jacks because he had to share with me lots yeah. of details. Yeah. Okay. So that I thought that was the thing you did the first morning. That was the of second your morning. Break. Of break. Oh, sorry. The first morning of break, uh, I had the manual for a new compressor that we have obtained, oh. but it's really complicated. Like it's a digital piece of equipment. It's a piece of digital equipment that has no counterpart in the corporeal world. It's just software. It's just software. It was designed by physicists, PhD physicists, Whoa. and it's been one of the like. It's been maybe the best digital mastering compressor. Uh, mastering is when you finish the, 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 the music, the last touches you put on it. It's been maybe the best piece of gear for this for the last 20 years. It's just an astoundingly cool piece of gear. We have obtained it on uh-huh. a steep holiday sale, <laughs> which was amazing. And But it's really complicated because it doesn't just like act like something in the physical world. Like I can't just look at it and be like, are you, do you want to say something? I'm just, I'm, I'm giggling. If, if we were in person right now, I'd be like pulling you, listener to the side of me and like, this is the stuff that Jamie gets really excited about. So Shannon's, <laughs> say, Shannon's saying this with like her hand at the side of her face, like she's having a private like conversation. That's the you. thing that was distracting me as I was talking is Shannon was putting her hand by the side of her face, <laughs> but not saying anything. I'm like, what are you doing with your weird I'm, hand, I'm Shannon? telling the listener, this is, this is really what gets Jamie going. If you want to know Jamie Hill, this yeah. is what really gets me going. Yeah. Reading Com- manuals about compressors. Software compressors. Yeah. yeah. It's really true. He's yeah. going to tell you all about it right now. No, I'm not. I'm oh. not. Because it would be too complicated. <laughs> but the point is, because it was so complicated, I couldn't... Most soft, most most music stuff these days, I have enough experience generally that I can just sit down with a new piece of gear and be like, yeah, this is how this works. Okay. But this you is know? different This territory. is very complicated. Got like it. I needed to learn about this, but I was so excited to. <laughs> It was so fun for me to read about, and it was really great. For Christmas, I should just get you a stack of manuals. Oh, man. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad, you know? <laughs> I'm also that person who reads the manual to every new thing that we obtain in our house. Sure. Be it yeah. like a vacuum or like... You got to know. Yeah, we got to know. You got to know the details. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah, table saw. I read the whole manual. Well, I'm glad you did that because, you know, yeah. you still have all 10 of your fingers so far. Yep. <laughs> so that's good. Totally. 
Amazing. Well, Beverly, thank you for that question. Yeah. And Amanda, thank you for your question. And Miss mm-hmm. Stars, um, we want to hear your questions. They certainly can be about creative stuff if you want to, but also anything is open to you to ask about. Uh, if you've got a curi- uh, something that's on your mind that you're curious about, let us know. Um, and you can send us an email or a Facebook message yep. with your question. We will add it to the queue and we will get to it. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> so people, to recap, Misfit Stars podcast is going on holiday. Woo-hoo! We will be back January 13th. Uh, we will not be back before then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if you want to talk with us, resting. we're going to be resting. But part of our resting, part of our feeding our soul yeah. uh, is just, you know, communing with our people. And we can yeah. do that online, you know? For sure. So uh, find us in the Misfit Stars private Facebook group. Uh, send us a message. Uh, we would just love to talk with you. Yes, we sure would. And, you know, if you are able and you've got the ability to uh, to take some time for yourself and rest also, mm-hmm. It's a good thing to do yeah. that, to really embrace it if you can. You know, um, this this is a, I think nature slows down in the winter yeah. here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, and we are a part of nature. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. it is, right. it's important to recognize that we, we need rest and we need time for resetting. And if you've yeah. got the, I, I understand that there are folks who uh, have too many responsibilities to actually take downtime. And I understand that. Yeah. But if you've got the ability to, you know, to carve out some time for you um, where you can uh, just not be productive. <laughs> Yeah. Your worth is not tied to your productivity. No. And in fact, um in fact we really need to to spend time not not uh chalking up productivity in yeah. our lives. Like like it is a valuable and good thing to do that. Yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. You know, that take includes, care of yourselves, people. Yeah. Yeah. How, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Um that's it. That's it. Happy end of twenty twenty. Yeah. To you. Hang in there. People, make good decisions this next couple of weeks. We're not going to be here on the podcast to remonstrate you (laughs) each week. Nice word. Thanks. But seriously, like, don't hang out with people you don't live with. Yeah. This virus is everywhere. It's getting worse. There's a brand new twice, almost twice. 77% more infectious. 77% more infectious strain that uh, has been identified in the UK uh, last week, which means that it's already here in America. We just haven't identified it yet. But it's yeah. this virus is everywhere among us. You are not safe from it. Uh, the people who you think, oh, they've been fine. I can hang out with them. You don't know. Nobody knows. We don't know. Right. We do not know. So just be safe. I, I really do not want any of you to kill somebody you love for Christmas this year. It's just not worth it. Well, and it's also important to remember that it's not just about exposing yourself or the people that you love. It, every time you expose yourself, every time a person exposes themselves, any person they come into contact with before they even know they have symptoms is at risk. Yep. So perfect strangers. You know, we do this, we're doing this for each other, right? It's a, it, this is a reminder that we're, we're isolating ourselves as a way to care for one another and, and even the people you don't know. And it's not just about whether you're going to die, right? Because I think some people are like, you know what? 99% of people who get this survive. Those are chances I'm willing to take. First of all, Shannon's point about being a disease vector for your community at large is really well taken. Yeah. Secondly, it's not just about surviving. It's about thriving in your life, right? And mm. we already know. We don't know yet the true extent of this and we won't probably for years to come. But we already know that a significant number of people who get this disease, because COVID is a disease, right? It's not just like the flu, it's a disease. Mm -hmm. And 
if you get this, yeah, you're right, 99% chance you'll survive. That's not really what's on the table. What's on the table is, are you going to have lifelong cardiovascular, physical, respiratory, and or mental issues there was a, going forward for the rest of your life? There was an article in the Seattle Times this morning about a young woman who got COVID and re- recovered and thought she was fine, and a couple of months later had heart failure. Yeah. And, you know, like, th- this is th- this is not... The death statistics are not the definition of the severity of this of this pandemic. It no, they're the tip of the iceberg. And so they're misleading. Much, yeah. Because yeah. you see 1% and you're like, I'll be fine. You may not be fine. Right. So I know you're hearing this other places. I hope you are anyway. Hear it from us. Thank you for staying home. Thank you for staying uh, away from other people that you don't live with. Yeah. It matters. Uh, man, it feels sometimes like... Uh, it's, you know, only a handful of us doing the group project for everyone. <laughs> but, but keep at it. Um, and none of us is an exception to this rule. Nope. I am not the exception. You are not the exception. No. Uh, let's keep it up. Let's, let's stay vigilant for one another. Let's get through this. Let's get past this. Yeah. Even though it's going to be slow. That's right. Where are we doing Christmas. On Zoom. On Zoom. It's Christmas on Zoom. (laughs) Y'all, thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for taking that little scolding there at the end. (laughs) (laughs) It comes from a place of love, people. It comes from a place of love. (laughs) We're we're scolding you because we love you. Yeah. You're Um, like the kids we never had. (laughs) Um, And we'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, Take good care of yourselves, and uh, we will... See you again in 2021. Can't wait. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.